In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. Hey everyone, I'm here with Ron Mazier. Hey Ron. Hey Jennifer. And he is with Mazier Realty out of New Orleans, Louisiana. So Ron, tell us in your market, are you finding that people are asking for sellers to complete the repairs or are they asking for money? Well, that's always a, a funny thing because I think a lot of times people want to ask for money for obvious reasons because cash is king, but repairs tend to be a little bit easier, I think, for the transaction itself because, I mean, a number of things. Let's say uh, there's some repair that needs to be done on the house, and you say, okay, I want $1,000 for the repair, but the repair is not done. Now that $1,000 has to appear on the closing statement, right. and the lender is going to see it. And the lender lender might say, so what is this repair anyway? And in New Orleans, we have, you know, termites. I'm not sure if you have termites over there. So that we usually do. freaks out. Yeah, that freaks out lenders. You know, we have Formosan termites, uh, all kinds of wood-destroying insects, any kind of flooding that may have happened in the past. Maybe there were some things, you know, from Katrina. We mm-hmm. haven't had too much flooding recently, but any kind of mold issues, anything that might need to be repaired, a lender's not going to like that. Mm-hmm. So if it's a large amount, you know, that could be problematic. Um, and if it's a very large amount, it's super problematic because I uh, say like in the old days, uh, there was there was issues with mortgage fraud because, oh. yeah, imagine, let's say a, a buyer says, I'll pay 100000 for this house, but the seller really only wants 70000 So you go to the lender and say, I'm paying 100000 Lender says, okay, you put down 10 or 20% down. And the seller says, fine, I'll give you back 30000 for repairs. Wow, so that, that's a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, what what limits the amount? Some somebody got creative, and thought, yeah, I'll pay a hundred thousand, get thirty thousand back for repairs, and put twenty thousand down. And now I got a house and ten thousand in cash. Wow, that's a little bit extreme, but that's the reason we have a lot of uh, mortgage uh, regulations and appraisal regulations because the appraiser, obviously, back then, the appraiser had to go out and say a hundred thousand. Right. Okay, now appraisers are a lot, they're a lot tighter and it has to appraise for 70 because that's what the house is worth. So that sort of stuff doesn't fly. And that's one reason appraisers appraisers are a lot stricter on their appraisals now. That's interesting. So a lot of the people that I've been talking to, they haven't really mentioned the lender being that strict. So that's interesting that they're strict where, where you're at. And that's something to take into consideration. Like what type of loan is it going to require like, other restrictions if they do get the cash. Cause a lot of people um, are saying that the, if they ask for money, it comes either in the form of closing costs or off the price Correct. or like a check directly to the vendor. Don't say, oh, okay. Check to the vendor. Thanks. Yeah. I thought you were going to say check straight to the buyer. No, 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 no the vendor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so are, it, has to go, it has to go in a closing statement. Yeah, for sure. It needs to go on the closing mm-hmm. statement. I think that's a, in every market, it has to go on there. Well, a check to the vendor, um, that's that's good because it, it implies the repair is being done. Right. So, I mean, that's not really cash to the buyer. No, it's uh, not. And, you know, and so it's a good point that you mentioned about a type of loan because FHA, they're going to be a lot stricter about condition of the house. So what if one of those repairs is broken windows? 
Right. There's, I think there's 2,000 FHA regulations. I don't know them all by heart. But <laughs> At least 2,000, maybe eight yeah. or 10,000. Yeah. I mean, bro- broken windows, rusty, rusty uh, pipes outside. Well, for VA loans, rusty pipes, you know, from different experience, we all know what the appraisers have come out and flagged for right. VC sheets. But, um, and then, so that's, that's larger amounts, but even let's say smaller amounts, sometimes a buyer may say, look, there's a broken light switch. How about $10? I mean, at that point, you know, just tell the seller to fix it. Go to Home Depot, right. our switch, and don't even worry about it. So I think for smaller amounts, just go ahead and fix it. And for larger amounts, well, now you're kind of on shaky ground about the loan and, and other issues there. So um, yeah. if, a, if a buyer's in the market to buy a house, let them buy a house that they expected. They didn't expect broken things. They didn't expect the, the leaky pipes. Right. And, um, you know, obviously the issue, I think, with having the seller fix it, though, is the seller is going to get the cheapest uh, job done, maybe. So, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's the that's what everybody thinks. I mean, yes yeah. and no, they may or may not, but yeah. likely, right? Like that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's where the buyer has to be careful and make sure to ask for license repairs and ask for the uh, guarantees from the vendors. Right. And, and, and hopefully those vendors will you know, honor those you know, a year later for workmanship or however. Right, to make sure they're transferable to the new buyer too. But but I have heard and I've seen, maybe uh, hopefully this wasn't personal experience, but from memory where a buyer asked for a new dishwasher and they got the cheapest dishwasher. Of course, it happens. You have to be specific about what you're asking for. (laughs) That's very true. I've seen seen buyers specifically ask for brand names. For for sub zero, you know, downdraft ovens and specific uh, brands and right. If it like matches exactly like the rest of the appliances or whatever, that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being on. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, can I can I do one more plug for the realtor party? Yeah. If I can ask everybody who's watching to text uh, Realtor to 30644 to get Realtor Party mem- uh, mobile alerts. That's Realtor okay. Party mobile alerts. What's the number again? The text the word Realtor to 30644. That was 30644 for Realtor Party uh, mobile alerts. I'm also the Realtor Party uh, member involvement committee person for the state of Louisiana. So... That's my Thanks. job over here. Maybe you can spread that over there. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you very much for having me on. Bye. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Jason Northcutt. Hey, Jason. Hey, how are you today? Super. And he is with the North Realty Group out of McKinney, Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, we were talking about when your client has repair requests for the seller. And if you typically recommend asking the seller to pay or do you, or do the repairs or do you ask for money? What's your. So I'm a firm believer of it depends. And okay. the main reason why is because uh, most homeowners don't have the money to fix any major repairs. Right. Okay? So that's why I say it depends. Now, okay. I think I mentioned in my comment was it's the structural, it's the mechanical, it's the physical aspects of the house that should never be given a credit to. So HVAC, plumbing, electrical, uh, roof and foundation, right? Okay. Think about it. Um, let's say your inspection gets done. He goes in and he says, Hey, there's a big difference in temperature. Um, you may want to have it looked at. 
and the buyer's agent goes, oh, no, let's not have it looked at. Let's just ask for $1,500 credit for someone in HVAC and come out and clean it up for you. Right. Well, they close, they go out there and find out the compressor is completely shot and it has a leak. And now you're looking at three, four, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars. Right. You but on some of the big in. stuff though, like I mean that makes sense. But like let's talk about like a foundation thing though. What if there's a couple of different ways to fix it? And then the sellers get to choose, right? But it's fixed. Yeah. Well, so I, so in that, every state's different, right? So right. in Texas, if some it, when we write up an amendment, our contracts clearly state that it has to be done by a license, licensed professional or someone that's in that trade. Okay. So you can't have you know two buck Joe Rogers who says he's a foundation expert go out there dig a hole and say, "Yep, it's fixed." <laughs> ta da! You know, ta da! Mm-hmm. No, there has to be receipts. There has to be, you know, reports. Everything has to be done. And I'm saying, yeah, like that. yeah, especially on a foundation because if a foundation has been lifted, they're also going to have to do a static water test to make sure there's no leaks in the sewer or water system. Mm-hmm. Well, that means a plumber has to come out, right? So there's a lot that goes into that. That's why I don't think a, even on the major items, I never think that a credit should be given to a buyer. Just because, because you can get into so many other things. It's like a can right. of worms. Yeah. And that credit is only pennies on the dollar when it comes to the mortgage. Because let's say you say, okay, we'll give you a closing credit of $1,500. Well, let's say they're, you know, they already, let's say they have um, their closing costs are $3,000 and the seller is giving them a $2,500 credit already. Well, they can't give more than what the closing right. costs are. So then what do you do? And well, then if you do, yeah. If you try to say, okay, well, we'll take that number off of the contract sales price, it only changes a monthly by a few dollars. Well, and it price. depends on too if the buyers have the cash, right? In Texas, exactly. are they allowed to pay? Like, if they do do a money credit, are they allowed to send it like to a specific contractor instead? That becomes down to the negotiations. I think, okay. whenever, as obviously, you know, I've commented, you know, I was listening to Toe to Toe the other day about whether you should be a buyer's agent or a listing agent mm-hmm. or both. I'm a firm believer that you should be a listing agent, but you also have to compromise together, right? You have to right. be able to come to an agreement to that's going to satisfy all parties. Right. So if a buyer's agent came to me and said, hey, could we use this roofing company? I know them, they're bonded, insured, whatever. And I say, yeah, let's talk to the seller and let the seller decide, you know, yeah. have the seller bring theirs out, have yours out and let them decide. Right. That way, at least the seller has an idea of, I mean, the buyer has a, hey, we could use someone that I know or, mm-hmm. you know, so it just kind of depends where that gets tricky is when the seller may know their best friend who's a roof, who has a roofing company who files an insurance claim and then doesn't do everything that needs to be done. Right. We've run into that. Yes. So what do you do? Well, what we did is we had the insurance report of what was paid for to be be fixed. And we went back to the seller's agent and said, these items aren't fixed. This is what the insurance is paying for. Either get it fixed or we will report it. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's that's insurance fraud. I mean, you you can't. Yeah, that's true. I hate to be that way, but that's the truth. You can't, you can't commit fraud on something like that. No, you can't. But I think your point is it kind of, it all boils down to communication yes. and working through, because the at this point, you know, everybody spent money to yep. move forward on the deal. And it's like, you know, if everybody's still in the deal, like the seller still wants to sell, the buyer still wants to buy, we have to like figure out how to negotiate through this. Like right. maybe some even kind of combination. Yeah. And that's why I say it depends. I mean, don't come Mm -hmm. to me and say, Hey, we want to pick it on the wooden fence fixed. I'm like, come on, really? Right. What? 
which I've had that do. I've actually had that happen. Oh my gosh, um, we had a light in a, they wanted the light bulb replaced in the fridge. Oh no, I had that one light bulb replaced above the shower. That was actually on the repair. <laughs> I mean, movement. come on. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just sit there. I'm like, really, really. I, just, I really want to go. Are you stupid with an expletive? In Is there back. some repair that you're always seeing get requested, or um, something that if you do represent a buyer that you generally they're usually asking for? A lot of it has to do with electrical. A lot yeah. of times, there's know, a the lot order, of electrical here too. It's yeah. usually electrical. And it's not um it's not a worrisome oh my god it's not an old circuit breaker it's hey there's no GFCI in the kitchen right well when the house was built in 1981 they weren't required right or <laughs> <And there's> 1940 <laughs> in our case yeah. it's like well the best one I love though the best one I love is the water heater is not elevated 18 inches above the floor with a drip pan and a drainage to the outside okay well, when the house was built. It wasn't required. Right. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a tricky situation there. And I always look at, I always look at my buyer and say, I'm going to really frank with you. If your water heater does explode, that two inch water pan and the one inch hose ain't going to save gonna. anything. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Not sometimes kind of go, oh, there's a pan. Sense. Let's, right. there's, there's a pan there. Let's drip into there. It doesn't yeah. work that way, guys. It just doesn't. I, I common mean, sense isn't common. That's yeah. for sure. More people would have it, right. but no. So that's why I say it depends. I do feel I I strongly will always feel that if I'm representing a buyer, the five functions of the house have to be fixed if they need to. Be sure, fixed. I think that's just some good tips. So we have the mechanic. Just go through them again. So plumbing, electrical, uh, foundation, foundation, roof. Oh lordy, there's a fifth one. Why heating and uh, HVAC? HVAC. There uh, it is. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is no. Even, so we're so calm. We're so used to always having AC and heat, right? Right. So it's not something that you really regularly think of. We always right. turn the water on. We're always doing something. Right. You really don't think about foundation either, but yeah, that's why I always forget that one. Well, and if it's like summertime, especially in Texas, you're not going to turn the heat on. No. I mean, so right now, I mean, like today, I think we're hitting a high of 93 and it'll be 60. I know it's hot here too. Crazy. You know, and humid and nasty. Mm -hmm. But no, I think those are the five main, just because of the, the cost involved with those repairs. I mean, think about it. If a roof... If a, here's another example, your inspector goes out, takes a look at everything, says, Hey, everything looks good, but hey, I, I took a peek at the roof. Definitely can tell there's a lot of hell, wind damage, and especially in Texas, a 20 year roof lasts about five years. Oh, wow, um, okay, because of the heat, the hail, mm -hmm. and everything, right? Mm -hmm. He goes up there, looks at it, he goes, You may want to have it looked at, right? So, okay, they have it looked at the roofer comes out, and says, Hey, you know, it does need to be replaced, but you've got another four or five years left on it. Well, the buyer moves in the next day, a hailstorm comes through, rips us, rips off. Right. And it's gone. Right. Well, you, you know how much it costs to replace a roof? Let's a say lot. It's 10, let's say it's 10 grand, right? Right. And they file an insurance claim. Do you know how much your deductible is? It's one to 2% of the value of the home. Oh. Not the roof replacement, but the value of the home. So if you just bought a $300,000 house, okay. 2% adjustment, uh, copay. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Right. Versus that's crazy going, right instead of and i know it sucks because the seller would have also had to pay for that but that's also you know the seller's been there they should have had it replaced they've had hell storms they've had wind they've had sun, right a lot of damage um but yeah I, that's why i say it depends but it also comes down to the buyer's agent has to set realistic expectations with mm -hmm. the buyer and they have to tell them up front hey when you get this inspection report it's going to scare you to death right that's their job they want to find the most minute issue with a house so you understand fully when you walk in right in texas they have to be licensed by the state okay so that's not hours, everywhere yeah so there's hours and hours of training involved there's continued education involved 
And a lot of times inspectors here think they know more than everybody else. And so they'll call stuff out that has no relevance. Like, no joke, had a guy go, hey, the porch light doesn't work. There's no switch. It doesn't work. The seller goes, that's because it's a solar light. It comes right. on at night. Dude, seriously. <laughs> or the but, dishwasher doesn't work and it's a switch. Yeah, you got to go boop, turn on. Right. Head. But no, so I think that's when I say, I say a buyer's agent has to have that conversation with the buyer to explain to them, here's what we need to concentrate on. Are these right. five areas? Everything else is ancillary. It's cosmetic. It's a honeydew list, et cetera. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, there's not enough insulation in the attic. Oh, okay. We'll fix that one weekend. It's not a big deal. I, yeah, I like your point. It's it's not only about communicating and helping all the parties get through it, but also like what are the areas that if somebody gets in there could be exponentially more expensive. Right. And that's something that your suggestion is that that's something that the sellers should take care of. I, I believe so. Yeah. And I knew I do know there's agents out there. We'll just pile home warranty and that'll cover it. No, not always. It won't. Yeah, not necessarily. It, 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 right. Not, yeah. So that's why I say it depends. It does depend. And not the top you wear. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot, Jason. Hey, no problem at all. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Gavin Frader. Hey, Gavin. Hey there. Hey. And he's with Remax out of uh, Northern New Jersey. And we were talking about when you have a buyer that has repair requests, are you generally asking for the repairs to be made or money back? So in my market, it can be a little bit of both. Um, I always think you need to look at it on a deal-by-deal basis. There's no right or wrong answer. I think in a competitive marketplace where uh, time is of an essence, especially if you're going for a quick close, the the timeline to request repairs and and work to be done just isn't there. Uh, I've had deals in the last last two, three months where it's been 30-day close, and then we've found some... Not necessarily structural issues, but we found some some issues with the electrical panel. We found some issues with maybe uh, a chimney flue that needs to be done. So we'll get somebody out to quote the work, and then it's just a, a closing. Yeah, that that makes sense. Are there certain repairs that, like, if you were representing the seller, do you have a preference? Um. So, the, so I, I I tend to be a little bit more on the. Um, is it going to harm the, the the buyer to be able to move into the house without repair? Okay. On on straightforward things like maybe there's some cracked windows or, or something that's not going to cause a, a life-threatening issue, then let them have the credit and let them do it at their own time. With things like radon levels being higher than they should be, if there are issues with an electrical panel, like we've got one uh, right now where they've tapped a couple of the sockets in the panel, which is yeah. which will cause a, a big issue. We're on a, a truncated timeline. Now my client's happy to move in and have the work done once they're in. Okay. Uh, but normally on something like that, where, where uh, a fault in the electrical system or, or radiation from the radon leading thing, those are the kind of things that I would normally say, okay, look, let's get that fixed so we know it's not an issue. So yeah. that way once, because you know how it is with, with buyers, they get busy with the move in and the loving the new house. They forget to do things. They totally forget. (laughs) I like your distinctions though. It's like, you know, what is our timeline? Do we even have time to do it? And is it a safety concern? I think those are really good distinctions when helping your client. Because a lot of times they don't really know if they should ask for money or ask for 
and if they have the money to do it or how the money flows, are you guys allowed to pay like a specific contractor or does it have to be towards like closing costs or off the price? So gen so generally the way it's been going, especially the last couple of years, is it's a credit towards uh, closing costs. Okay. And then but then they have just, to come up with the money, the buyer, right? Yeah, but they would have had to have come up with the money anyway with the closing costs. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So the, and, and so I had this conversation, I would, as I say, even with the whole COVID-19 thing going on right now, we had a situation where my client sold the house before the current, their existing property before things kind of locked down mm -hmm. and they have to be out. So we've been showing them things and we found a, a great little house in a, in a really nice town. And it's got a couple of things that need to be done. There's some 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 mold in the base, in the attic space, the heat, the AC uh, central uh, heating, the emergency stuff shot off is is kind of jammed off. Okay. But the the big thing for them is the electrical panel has been double cooked on some of the the sockets. We've got a, an electrician going in there tomorrow. He's going to quote the work, and we'll use that to get a credit at closing. Now I had the conversation with the buyer saying, look. You've already got X amount of dollars put aside for your closing costs. Right. Now you don't have to worry about having all that money for closing because you know, the, the, uh, the seller's eventually going to give you a credit towards those anyway. But just don't go out and spend it. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, because each place I'm finding, and that's why I like doing these. It's because like we get best practices from different states because we all do it a little different. It's kind of cool. It's interesting. It is, I don't but know. it's also really worrying. Yeah. It was down. You would think that as one group of realtors, we would all have things the same way. And I think this might be the something unique to the United States, whereas you have lots of states that run themselves and have different laws. Right. I just got involved in my, 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 my daughter bought a house in Virginia. Okay. She's based in the Navy out there. Uh, and just watching from a side point as a realtor who gets really involved with his buyers, making sure to kind of push them along and guide them along to how hands off realtors in Virginia are. Right down to inspection. Like we went, we drove down from Jersey down to Virginia for the home inspection because we wanted to be there for our daughter. Uh huh. And just the the fact that I think we were pointing things out to the home inspector that he wasn't seeing, but that the realtor wasn't seeing either. Huh. My thing was is is where was the value in being a realtor coming from from this agent? Like, what value are you bringing? And it just it just baffled me that some of the things that we take as it's everyday things like, oh, look, I saw this. There's, there seems to be water issue in this room. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. And I'm yeah. like, these are things that, that we do in New Jersey that ultimately will get us in trouble if we don't. Right. Yeah, every state is different. I mean, we've had a couple of, like, episodes where people are – they get fired up because it, it, it's, a, like, a big rivalry, you know, like how – and the inspection is one of them. Like, one of our episodes, we talked about, do you attend the inspection? And it's like, we don't, I don't, but a lot of people, a lot of other agents in Cincinnati where I am, they do. So I think it is actually like an agent by agent. I'm not sure if it's like a state now, by state. Now, when you say you don't attend your home inspections, is that for, is that for your buyers or your sellers? Uh, both, unless they request it. My, I never, I never show up to my seller's inspections because uh -huh. it's, buyers it's, it's their inspection they're the ones paying for it right right i can't imagine either a not showing up to one of my buyers inspections or at least not having somebody i trust there if i can't make it yeah i mean it's it's very it's it's cool and interesting how different it is and what the thought process is and sometimes you know when people 
will say, well, this is why I do it, or this is why I don't do it. It's like, oh, okay, I can see that. And maybe there is an area for improvement in my process or, well, no, that makes sense. But I still, you know, I'm keeping my process or whatever, but I don't know. It's cool. Well, I appreciate though, your thoughts on the repairs. No, it's always my pleasure to help out. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Have a good day. You too. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our toe-to-toe podcast Facebook page.